question. Maybe uh, President Jacob Zuma's got an idea because he spent some quality time on the phone with President Donald Trump this afternoon. And um, it, it, one wonders what is the value of these conversations because um, we had President Jacob Zuma. He congratulated Donald Trump on his election as the 45th president of the United States. And he assured the president that the 600 U.S. companies in South Africa and the strong trade relations between the two countries will persist. Yeah, you don't need a conversation between world leaders in order to understand that that sort of stuff should continue. So what is the value of these discussions that happen between the U.S. president and, for example, President Jacob Zuma? Professor Gilbert Kadiagala is the Jan Smuts Professor of International Relations and Head of Department at the University of the Vidvadisrand. Prof, what is the value of a phone call like this from an international relations perspective between Donald Trump, 45th President of the United States, and President Jacob Zuma. You see, Africa has been missing in uh, Donald Trump's uh, uh, initial days in office. So it's important to get a leader like Zuma to probe him on what his agenda is and what he actually thinks about about Africa as a whole. But I think the other importance of uh, the phone call is that it has taken a longer time for Trump to put an Africa team in place. And therefore, um, a phone call is essentially probably to assure Zuma that uh, I mean Africa is still on the radar of the United States. I, I, I think that's pretty much the the tone of the the conversation that um, Africa will, will will be important and will engage you when we are ready, when our team is in place. It's been a month since Donald Trump was inaugurated as president of the United States. He's made many other phone calls. Today was Africa's turn. I think the first call went to the president of Nigeria, the second call to President Jacob Zuma. Do we read anything into that? Yeah, these are the key African actors. And I think uh, you, the U.S. cannot uh, get to Africa without getting through Nigeria and South Africa. And so I think they're important, as I said, to reassure uh, Africans who have been waiting to hear about what the policy, the U.S. policy is going to be. It's important that uh, I think uh, Donald Trump makes uh, initial gestures about, uh, no, I don't think we are going to ignore Africa. I think we are going to listen to Nigeria and uh, South Africa in, in terms of uh, the larger African agenda. But it also gives them an opportunity to ask Trump about uh, some of the more problematic statements, for instance, he made about Africa during the campaign, or just the, the limited interest in African affairs. I mean, do, do those sort of meaningful conversations actually happen? When you said South Africa is a basket case about to explode, Mr. Trump, what exactly did you mean? I mean, that's not how I would visualize this sort of conversation going. A, what, a 15-minute discussion probably between two leaders? No, these are actually just, uh, they're good, they're good phone calls. There's not really much substance in them. Yeah, they're platitudes, uh, really, yeah. No, I mean, as I, as I said, uh, I mean, Trump is a, is a contentious figure, <laughs> uh, but he also needs to reach out to, to the rest of the world. And mm. so he's been very choosy on, his, on who he speaks to. The, the substance of the discussions are, are not as important as the, the gesture itself. I think this is what I'm saying mm. is very critical because it's taken him a long time to speak about what he wants in Africa, what, what, what he expects of Africa. So it's a, it's a very logical move on his part. 
to begin to be seen to be interested in African affairs. I mean, 600 American companies operate in South Africa. Um, We know that President Trump has been very keen to put tariffs on anybody, especially local companies in the U.S. that manufacture out of the country, particularly in Mexico. I mean, we've got to know that the American companies that operate here, that employ here, that pay taxes here, that are critical um, in so many aspects of South African business life, will continue to be encouraged to be here. I think that is the reality that is beginning to dawn on Trump in in a, in a broader sense. I think he's made uh, beginning with you know like discussions around Mexico and building the wall and getting American companies out of Mexico. All those kinds of uh, uh, economic noises have not been very helpful. So I think he's now returning to some just some normalcy, if we could put it that way, recognition that the American companies are broad. Uh, and these companies are going to contribute, in fact, to to America's engagement with the rest of the world. And he's not just going to have an America first policy, particularly when you have American companies outside. So the, the, there is a bigger shift, I think, or there's a growing shift on his part that uh, he'll need to be very measured in how he approaches uh, economic diplomacy to put it more broadly. I mean, the, the, the bilateral trade agreements that, that that exist between South Africa and the United States, dominated by AGOA, the Africa Growth and Opportunity Act, a product of the previous Republican administration under George W. Bush, something that was renewed under Barack Obama last year under quite a lot of pressure toward the end of his presidency. It's pivotal for us to give us duty-free access, of course, to, to that U.S. market for many of our products. Egal was negotiated very uh, carefully by the Obama administration. There has been some sense that uh, the Trump administration may not renew it. So I think the, the South African government would want some reassurance, maybe probably still too early, but at least some gesture from, Bush, from Mr. Trump that uh, maybe he, he has commitment to Egoa and that Egoa is important is an important policy platform in the U.S.-South Africa relation. I don't think well, Trump can make any, any big promises at this point. A lot of people know that he's very skeptical about these kinds of engagements with Africa. There, there have been some questions by people around him about whether Igor is actually good for the U.S. It will be important now to find out in that discussion, in that conversation, whether Igor, in fact, came up. Uh, I would imagine that uh, if you have a 15-minute conversation and uh, you have pleasantries, maybe <laughs> bigger issues don't really matter at that point. I think yeah. you're just simply establishing some rapport between the two leaders, and I think that's what was important. There we go. Professor Gibbard Kaliagala, thank you very much indeed. The Janssmans Professor of International Relations and the Head of Department at the University of the Vedwatersrand. 